So we're doing Michael Jordan's legacy breakdown. And we originally were just kind of going to gloss over the 93-94 season where Jordan is not in the league at all. Just kind of talk about how the Bulls, you know, made the Eastern Conference Finals, whatever. I really wasn't even going to get too far into it. But Scottie Pippen has forced our hand on this program. And now I feel the need to talk about this in fucking depth. Yeah. It was like perfect timing. Yeah. This was amazing, right? Scott, yeah. So we literally had just finished Jordan's 93 campaign. And I think the next day, Scotty went on Dan Patrick's show and just uh, yeah, he went lit up. up the sports world for a couple of days. Yeah. So without any further ado, let's talk about this fucking 93-94 Bulls season yeah. where Scotty Pippen is in the number one guy role. Yeah. And right? either, either way, Jordan did tell us in, in the last dance that you can't say Michael Jordan's name without saying Scotty Pippen. He well, said I mean, that. He said that. Then he said that in his Hall of Fame speech. He said that within the first four sentences of his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. Right. Like after he told everybody why David Thompson was his inductee, or the, the inductor for him, the next third words of his mouth was, "When you see the six championships, you don't see me. You see Scott. You see Scotty. Right." So Jordan never, never says, "I don't. I don't win without Scotty." Like he ne- he's never said that, yep. but there's a reminder. It's just like when you action speaks. Just like when you handle like a dog. Yeah. You 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 tell you sometimes you gotta treat dog and make sure that the dog knows that they are not the alpha, right? <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Continue. You and and in, and in the last dance, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Felt that need <laughs> <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah, it was such yeah. a good transition. It was oh. so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> we're not. We're not explaining that. So, <laughs> Scott- <laughs> so Scotty, uh, Scotty, after he sees the last dance and Michael Jordan talk about this season, was none too pleased. But before we get into that, let's talk about the season from the perspective we talked about all these other seasons. Yes. So, Scottie Pippen's going to finish third in MVP voting here, right? Yeah. His career best from a scoring perspective, pretty sure. Yeah. Uh with the 22 with the 22 barely. game invention. Say that again? Just barely compared to um two seasons before. Yeah. I that that's why when you were asking me uh during that season whether I liked 94 better, I still felt like 20, uh, 1992 was the better season, in my opinion. But Scotty scores the most points in this year, carries the Bulls. But the main thing about this team is that the triangles run flawlessly. That's what anybody who watched the team at the time would tell you. that They ran the triangle to quote-unquote perfection, right? I want to see how many assists they had per game. 25.6 assists a game. It's really high. Set for seventh in, in the NBA this year, right? What did they have the year before? Good question. They're still top five in defense. I know they're top five in the previous year. But I'll get that for you. 
assist, 26. Okay. I mean, it was pretty much identical. Yeah, I wanted to get the exact number. Yeah. They're, I think they're like, yeah, 2102. So it's less than 100 uh, different, I'm pretty sure, right? I don't agree. And 0.4, yeah, 0.4 less. So it's about 26 each. Yeah, so there's it's about 30 assists separating the two seasons. Um, but and when you think about not having the arguably the greatest score in NBA history on your team, that that's that's crazy that the that the because you know you might look at that number and say well it was just thirty assists different like yeah. but you don't have Michael Jordan on your team anymore you know how that's many the other thing I wanted to know because what do we know about Jordan greatest score in the game right yeah it dropped to bottom third in the league in points per game in the 93-94 season in comparison to last year they were top 15 yeah right so they they relied on their passing a lot to get to to get points not only did they rely on their passing but they relied on their defense to win them basketball games yeah. period they they that's and it makes sense your best player is considered the best perimeter defender in the league or in the league right yeah. you your team takes on the identity of the best player so that makes sense and it's crazy. They they just the year before they were second in defense, right? Yeah. They 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 were averaging four. They were allowing four more points a game. Right. And this year, they um they're third in defense and they're averaging four less. So that's yeah. crazy. Like that just shows that the league got like really stingy on defense. That year. Not only that, but what do, what do we know about this era that we're entering? Oh yeah, true, true, true. Sorry. The pace is going to go like that. Yeah, and and also the expansion is happening. At, True. At too, so that that's probably why the defense get gets so low as well. And the yeah, the league is starting to become a little bit more diluted. You got the Mavericks, T Wolves in there. Yeah. Um, the expansion teams are starting to take hold, right? So. Uh. So yeah, so Scotty's third in MVP voting. The Bulls finish third in the conference 55 and 27 um Knicks who are expected to dominate heading into the postseason finish number one right because this is a Knicks team who's constantly been thwarted by Jordan really you have Dave Robinson of course second greatest player of the era Kim Olajuwon winning the MVP uh and (laughs) and I I there's no way in hell you're gonna get me to say that Akeem doesn't deserve this MVP. Oh, he was, it's not even. A he was amazing. You definitely. He was defensive player of the year as well. Uh, this is one of the best seasons by a center of all time. Yeah, one it, of the greatest seasons you can argue. With. For not sure. He's he, only three players in NBA history to this date, 2021, that um that have gotten the MVP and the um defensive player of the year trophy. I don't think – I wonder how long the list is of guys who average more than 25 points a game but also average more than three blocks per game. That wow. list has got to be incredibly fucking small. Yeah. I think it's probably a key – More than 25, you said? Yeah, you got to get 25 points a game and you got to get three blocks. But not even Dwight. Dwight would have possibly no. – if you would have said like 22 because Dwight had that yeah. 22 and 14 year. Yeah. With the four blocks a game, but I think I think maybe Kareem. It'll be I'll get the I'll get it and I'll find out. But I think it's maybe Kareem. I don't know if they didn't count Wilt. 
Wilt, Wilt, and, so. No, Wilt, because they didn't count blocks for Wilt. But probably would have been Wilt. Yeah. Um, but that's it. It's Jack just, Lido. Oh, well, I guess David Robinson in the same season. <laughs> yeah. With 30. Three blocks. Yeah. Jack, too. Um, but it's a short list, and it shows that you're dominating on both sides of the ball at your position as a big man. Yeah. And not to mention, uh, now that Kevin McHale is pretty is out of the league at this point, uh, the best post game in all basketball. Yeah. But, and it's not that close. No, it's not. God, I love Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, j- yeah, Jordan at this point is not the post guy. No, he's, been, even, he's even got his post moves. Ends. He's huh. got his post moves, but it's more of a guard. It's a guard style post up. It's not like these the the, the post ups that we're going to see going into this next. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but Akeem he's taking post shots on everybody. It's still not Akeem. But I mean, I mean, he's it's still not up to the level of Akeem's. Yeah, because he's doing the dream shakes. He's yeah. hitting you with the you know over the shoulder. He's got like three different counter moves. Yeah, he's beast. And I know, I know Jordan's post moves are like legendary and historic, like. Everybody who knows basketball or, or like, even heard about basketball and knows about Jordan's post move. If you don't know about Hakeem, just look it up. Cause it's that ass. Beautiful. Or, no, you know what? No fucking need. It'll be on your screen. It probably has been on your screen for the last minute or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry. We will be doing a legacy breakdown of him at some point. Yeah. That's um Russell's just child. That's <laughs> his father. Jizz child. That's yeah. him. That's that's Kim. So my jizz child, Carl Malone, Scotty Pippen, uh, the coach choker, Latrell Sprewell, and John Stockton. <laughs> our first team, our first team at NBA in '94. Yeah. <laughs> so Scotty this year, because I forget that we're talking about Scotty this year. You know, so forgettable, Scotty. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he was top five in. In MVP and top five in defensive player of the year, yeah, um, this year, which is very Jordan S. True, because Jordan w- w- has been top five in MVP and defensive player for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, so it definitely is a great season by Scottie Pippen for sure. Um, and this is pretty much what makes up his legend. I feel like because the six championships really don't. Um, it's more so this one season. Where he gets to show, okay, I'm good enough to lead a team and um, get them far. You know what this reminds me of? Paul George on Indiana. A little bit. Really? You got, you're in this position where you're the main guy. The only difference between Scotty and Paul George at this point is you can't, you can't say Paul George isn't a main guy at that point because you hadn't seen anything before that. But right. when you think about it, right? High win total team, top three in the East, right? And was competitive in the conference, but was led by a guy that his game was, you know, it would go up and down. It wasn't exactly consistent from a scoring perspective. Yeah. But he's giving you the best defense. He can guard your best guy, right? 2.9 steals a game. I, want, I think that's probably going to lead the league no. um, or close to it. But you can see why he was... He almost averaged in three steals in a block. That's yeah, pretty legit. That's almost as good as Jordan. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty. That's Jordan pretty averaged good. Jordan averaged uh, three steals in a block and a half <laughs> in the eighties. It's absurd, and he's smaller than Scotty. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's the it's that ceiling of the two 
how you know if a guy's a two is can he can do you think is he gonna be consistent? Scotty wasn't consistent. Yeah. If he is he gonna be able to if you're not consistent, you cannot lead your team to a championship. Right. You, that those are supposed to be assured points. Yeah. If 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 we think and that's the reason like Jordan, he they he rarely had bad games. And if he did, it was still like a twenty point game, maybe on bad shooting or something. Like like but for the most part, it was always he's shooting over fifty percent, and he's giving you like thirty to thirty-five points in the playoff. Right, hundred percent. And this was in a in in a time where they were only scoring like ninety-five to hundred points. So he's giving you thirty-five percent of your points on fifty-five percent shooting. Like, right, that's consistency, and yeah. that's why you were not considered a superstar, or you were considered at that point you were considered a superstar. And this yeah. NBA wouldn't. After the three chips, he's got to be. Alperash and his first team All NBA. Yeah. People see him as the best small forward in the league right now. Yeah. And they and I mean in the last dance they were saying that they consider Scotty he could arguably be named the second best player of the, of the league. Yeah, the that's that's a that's a claim that I wholeheartedly disagree with. But I, I can understand top, maybe top fifteen. I don't know about. I think he's top. I think you could say top five. You could be top in five league? in the league for Scotty. He's first team All NBA this year, right? No, yeah, but I'm talking about like they talked about for the decade. So oh, for the decade, that's a little different. I, I'm just t- strictly talking about this year. Oh I yeah, but he's 100 percent top season. five this year. He, he was yeah. a top three in MVP. Uh-huh. Yeah. and um, I just think, I think he feels like he is the guy after that first year with with the Bulls without MJ. Because one thing we know about Scotty, uh, he thrived on that this year. He, yeah. that's what fueled him was I am the man I can do it without MJ. Uh, I, I, we can, we don't need MJ to win games. Everyone's going to get up more shots. Everyone's going to uh, be happier in the triangle. That, at least that's what he said in the last dance. How was everybody doing? How was everybody doing when Jordan left? Oh, they were great. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, he, he led, he led a, a different way than MJ. And yeah. I think they were happier that way. But you didn't win. I wanted to see where Horace Grant. I just wanted to. Can you go back real quick? Yo, David Robinson and freaking <laughs> freaking Hakeem had a struggle for who, who won Defensive Player of the Year that year. Facts. And MVP. And MVP. So close. So close. Oh, and you're saying in terms of the voting? Yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. It was oh, yeah. OD close. That's crazy. It's all good. In two years. David Robinson's going to get emasculated, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to take out all his frustrations. That was interesting. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, Akeem, Akeem Olajuwon's legacy is going to be a fun one. That's the great that's, – that's what's really great about basketball is, like, you could lose – like, Jordan wasn't here this year, and yeah. I'm. this was a fun year. Like, yeah, a lot of people, I think – you want to talk about the casual fan? I think the casual basketball fan in 1993 – would disagree with that statement, yeah. but I think the hardcore fan for sure yeah. would would say that. But I just don't know because of the way uh, television and the way games are put out at this point. I wonder what the yeah, I'm the sure. Yeah. Consent. Just looking at it, it seems so com- so competitive. Yeah, you have you have Hall of Famers throughout the league. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely. Um, and, and and at the top for sure, it's super competitive in both conferences. Yeah. Uh, with the Jazz, the Rockets, the Spurs, 
Knicks. Um, Pacers are starting to come into play. Hawks with Neek. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Suns with Barkley. Yeah. But Horace Grant also 15 and 11 with a steal and a block a game. Solid two numbers for this era. Yeah. Solid number two numbers, in my opinion. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, especially because the scoring's down, the expectation on what a number two should be doing, especially from your power forward spot, yeah. this is about as good as you're going to get from a power forward in the mid nineties. Yeah. That's I mean, not like a Charles Bark. That's not like a Charles Barkley level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Upper echelon type guy. Five games, yeah, off of this, like just locking down and. Yeah. yeah. But they but they relied on their defense, and then their uh, their stuff in the half court with the triangle to get it moving. But they're going to go into the playoffs, right? They get the Cavs. And I'm sure the narrative going in was they don't have the Cavs ghost, so maybe the Cavs can try to, what do you call it? Or maybe not the Cavs yeah. ghost, but the Cavs Grim Reaper, the Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they'll get a chance. Scottie Pippen, 25-9, or 25-10. And four assists, 3.3 steals and a block, 49% from the field. Not terrible. And a lot of guys getting shots, right? Yeah. A lot of guys scoring in double figures. Way more than what we usually see in this bull scenario. It's usually Jordan with 30, Scotty with 20, and everybody else is underneath them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this no, is a fun. little bit more balanced. Yeah. And I think that's what. I think I think that's where Scotty played a big role in the in the Bulls dynasty was um the that in, intangible piece too. Like I'm sure he helped a lot of people get through Jordan's. It's almost like the Brady and Belichick thing, where in in this case Jordan would be considered Belichick, where he's just like a general and kind of like this is how we're gonna get it done. We're gonna grind it out. Yeah, and Brady kind of you know made it work and and put the arm around the shoulder of guys yeah exactly or the good cop as opposed to the bad cop and scotty pippen is obviously he's beloved in that organization so it's like you know scott scotty's falling in line you know he's doing what he has to do and he's telling us everything's gonna be all right we're gonna win a championship and we're winning you know the quotes quotes about scotty pippen before the series against the knicks were whatever happened, what we're going to talk about happens were overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Like he was getting glowing reviews by everybody, um, by all media pundits, just, and all, all people who were covering the team and especially teammates, like you said, like there were guys who were just like, especially this first year, there were, there were many who felt there's almost no drop off. Yeah. That's how they felt. And well, and they were riding that confidence. I'm not saying they were right. No, 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 no. And I, I, I agree with you. But because we know that and we know who Michael Jordan is, do you think that that kind of played a role in the why he why he wanted to highlight things in the last dance? Because I, I thought I you were going to go a different way with that question. I thought you were going to go a different way with that question. I thought you were going to ask me whether it bugged him in the moment. But well, the, yeah, well, I mean. I do think it bugged them in the moment. I think that's obvious. But, but I think I see. I was not see in my head. I was thinking no, because when you think about Michael Jordan, think about how focused he is. 
he's knee deep in baseball at this point, trying to make sure he doesn't fucking suck at that. Yeah. So maybe he's not so focused on the Bulls. You know, there's that clip in the last dance of him watching the 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 Knicks series. Yeah. And he's just like, nope, I don't miss it. You know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, but no, for the last dance stuff, I think for sure that it that it there's a reason why he brought it up. Yeah. And it and was I, and it it wasn't to uh just to make himself look good. Yeah. Exactly. And I think and th- I'm just I, because we have cuz the reason we're even having this the, doing this right now is because of Scotty's comment. Yeah. So, well, let's get into the next series. Yeah. And I I could totally understand where Scotty's coming from in, okay. in his in his whole thing. But we we can So let's 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 break it down, right? So Knicks go up to nothing again, mind you, because in 93, they did the exact same thing. They were up 2-0 on the Bulls, right? Jordan, the previous year, is going to win four straight games, right? Then in this third game, they come back to Chicago, and it is close. And really, Chicago goes up a lot to start the game, as you can see from the, the box scoring by quarter. They were up almost double digits going into the second half. And then the Knicks, fourth quarter, 32 to 15. Yeah. So the Bulls collapse in this game, right? Yep. Comes down to the last possession where we're going to have. Got to collapse at that point because they were up almost 20. That's what I'm saying. Like, that. And it was it was a pretty intense collapse. And in the nineties, twenty is like ten possessions. <laughs> yeah, not shooting threes, you know. True. But here's Scotty in the game hitting some shots here. Now Ewing loses the ball, but he's going to have two major stops or, or major plays for from an offensive perspective at the end of this series or at the end of this game. I hope I can get the. Oh, here we go. Is this the game when Scotty dunks on you and, and no, I think it's in that. I think we're in that series though. Oh yeah, it definitely is in this. This series. is the series where that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is Ewing right here makes the layup. Right now, Scotty comes down. I think that's him. Look at this. Look at this fucking shot. Watch how terrible the shot is. Ready? Here's Scotty with the ball. A very 2021 shot creator three, and he destroys the backboard with a bricklow of epic proportions. Yeah, but it was that it was at the end of the shot clock, right? I can't can't imagine (laughs) because look, look, if you he misses and then and then the possession stops, so. So it was definitely at the end of the shot clock. So now Ewing comes back, hits a cute hook shot, right? Now Bulls take timeout, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Bulls. Ernie was goody. <laughs> Youthful Ernie. Yeah, look at you. So now when Scotty goes to the bench, basically Phil Jackson has a play that Tony Kukoc has scored who's a rookie this year in the NBA. He had played previously, as we talked about in the Dream Team, when we discussed the Dream Team. 
he had played overseas previously. The Bulls were waiting for his contract to finish up overseas. This is his first year in Chicago. Kind of perfect timing when you consider they need the extra help. Uh, And did he win? He won. He didn't win six man of the year this first year, did he? I don't think so. He's going to go on to be to get six man of the year for this Bulls team. Point being, Phil Jackson has a play that Kukoc has scored on before. And it's a play that Jackson feels confident in, right? Mm -hmm. And so he says, All right, this is the play. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna run it. Kukoc is gonna get it, take the shot, we'll live on that. And Pippen is irate. Irate after hearing the play call, right? Just totally beside himself. Because this is the moment that he's built up in his mind for, I don't know, maybe his whole career, if you want to say that. And so he looks at it like, this fucking guy is screwing me out of being the guy in the spotlight. I finally have my chance to get out of the fucking shadow and be the star. And now this fucking white guy who just showed up from uh, Yugoslavia or wherever the fuck he's from, now has to fucking take the shot, gets the game-winning shot, and the glory? This is bullshit. Yeah. That's basically how he takes it. Yeah. So so th- they were tied, right, and, and with the shot call the creation? Uh, you did yeah. one by two. Yes. So, okay. Ewing the tied top. it with that shot we saw before. Yeah. So I... The, the what? Ewing tied it with the hook the shot, shot we yeah. saw earlier. Gotcha. So... Cause um, you gotta also like I'm sure he's probably like we're down we're down to zip in this series, like let me end the let me let me make it <laughs> make it so that we can you know have a chance in this series or he's he probably didn't believe in his teammate or anything and clearly he thought that Phil Jackson was also racist <laughs> at this point. So this is the beauty of this is the beauty of timing, right? Yeah. So you're talking about something. That just came out within the last week, right? So that that before I play, what inevitably happens here? Scotty now decides after almost thirty years of sitting on it that he feels like Phil Jackson favored Tony Kukoc because Phil Jackson is a racist. Like that was Scotty Pippen's team. But but Scottie Phil Pippen then was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? But if you talk to Phil about this because you, by saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that. You know? I think. And he felt like the white man needed to be the guy in the spotlight and the hero. And the and the crazy part is, look, and you just showed he had a shot at the end of the, just just going into that possession. 
I do think it was like a last second shot though. But it he you did have the ball in your hands and you shot a bad air ball or or backboard shot whatever didn't touch rim. You you gotta understand where he's coming from here. Where one Kukoc has is the better shooter, right? You it's only you only got a, a, a one point eight seconds left. Yeah, you know, so it's not like you gotta get up a quick shot. It's, Scotty's not the right person to take that shot. So here's here's the ch- here's your chance, Scott. Scott, here's your chance, right? Yeah. I'm not drawing up the last shot for you either. I'm sorry, I'm just not. What is what is he shooting in this game? Let's see what his final field goal percentage was. <clears throat> not in that. I, I'm not. I'm not. I w- I think if you had ten seconds on the board. I can see Scottie Pippen being the guy with the ball in his hands to make yeah. the play. I can see why he wouldn't with 1.8. Right. Where? What did he finish with here in this? So Scottie Pippen, 10 of 20, shot 50%, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Usual Scotty stuff. Right? But the collapse in the fourth quarter, I'm sure. I, I mean. One for five. Say that again? Before making that shot, Kukoc was one of five. Like. True. True. Like. True. I I, I just under, I understand why the play was drawn up. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think the racial thing is. I think that's just taking advantage of 2021. I'm not disagreeing with that in the yeah. slightest. Because I think. I think. The rate, you know, the racial divide in the country has definitely yeah. been a thing in the last two, definitely in the last five years, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, but I don't think I think this was strictly basketball. Like, I, just, I, 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 and I think it's bullshit that he even like brought that up, like to 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 make it like. To, I understand you're trying to sell your book, but I don't know, man. The that, ironic part of the whole thing is you can't in the moment if you're just looking at it from that situation and on that day you can look at it and you can under you can put yourself in Scotty's shoes you can understand his frustration yeah for sure the the most ironic part is everything and I mean everything that Scotty Pippen has said and done uh, concerning this play since then has made it more damning, more <laughs> negative, and made me feel more positive that he never should have gotten the ball in this situation. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah. And the worst part is, repeatedly, he's asked, if you if you had a chance to do it differently just to be on the court to be a decoy, would you do it differently? And he's never said, I would do it differently. He always says, I wouldn't change it. There's no way I would change it. I do the same thing. What a fucking pussy. What an asshole. To the point where Bill Cartwright, who had been on the team through everything, right, is crying in the locker room afterwards. And Phil Jackson says to him, Scotty, we are all fucked up that you just did this. You cunt. What (laughs) is wrong with you? Like, all right. That Bill Cartwright's seven feet tall. Imagine a giant just crying like a like crazy over a man pouting on the sideline. Yeah, well, that's 
insane. Because I'm sure that probably made them feel like, because it's not a brother. At that point, you saw you showed selfishness. Yep. And that and that he's your leader at that point. Yeah. When you have selfishness and your leader, and it's more about me instead of us, it automatically causes some type of rift, especially in a. We so we've talked about this throughout, like almost all of our legacy breakdowns, all of our cha- any championship talk we talk about. The biggest thing about every champion that wins is chemistry. Facts. You never have unless you have all-time great players, because obviously the Lakers, whatever the three. Kobe and Shaq's first three P, but um, for the most part, chemistry matters so much in winning a championship that once that's broken, you just broke it right there. You just you you didn't you weren't okay with this guy taking the shot yep. when he was the best person you could argue you'd argue to take that shot. Yeah. Um, the legend, the legend Isaiah Thomas once said, "The secret of basketball." is that it has nothing to do with basketball. And it has everything to do with the external factors surrounding basketball. The intangibles. Yes. And yeah. whether every whether there's one bad apple, in this case being Scotty, that can rot your entire team. Mm-hmm. It's a guy it's a it's a reason why a guy like Terrell Owens was vilified through his career. But I'm sorry, continue, continue. No, 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 no. I feel no, I feel that for sure. Yeah. Um do you think this altered the series for them. Yeah, because I'm looking at game five in a situation. This is what I need to figure out. And if I can get the footage, uh, I'll get it. But I, I need to figure out what happened here in this game. Because they were once again in a one possession game. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Scotty got the opportunity to take that shot. This is the ending of game five. Scotty's coming on the court, which means he must be happy with the play. <laughs> if I were the Knicks, if I were the Knicks, I'd put four guys on Scotty in that situation. Yo, you telling me Patrick Ewing doesn't look like a bulldog? You're like how? <laughs> oh, here we go. You and Lindsay, fucking well, a. Well, you Charles Barkley with your weird or not Charles Barkley, your weird Patrick Ewing takes. Wait, yeah. did I miss his tiny head? Oh my god, he looked like a freaking bulldog. His. <laughs> did they pass the ball? Did someone just pass the ball? No. Hold Can on, someone I, I... find me a picture of Patrick Ewing with a hat on? I really want to see it. <laughs> so this is a one. Oh, he got fouled on that. By Scotty Pippen! <laughs> I love this fucking game. Please oh, I love me. this game. It was by one point with one point eight seconds left. Please tell me. No, you got it. Unbelievable. It was, I, I, I'll. You got. I can't no, believe. Let it keep on. Let it keep on. I can't believe. I can't believe Scotty fouled him. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, you gotta love basketball. This guy. Scottie Pippen is a fucking piece of work, man. So that was two seconds. All right, they gave him a little bit more. Let's see. Yo, they... <laughs> what you mad about now? He's saying that he didn't foul him. Nah, bro, you did. You fouled him. You hit him right in the arm. I can see I it from know. here. Look, they're pointing it out. Let's see if you fouled the shit out of him. Sorry, bro. 
That's a foul in every in every era. Ridiculous. I didn't foul him. Scotty Pippen. It doesn't. Get- <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It doesn't. It doesn't. This is beautiful. I love that. Now they, they, that's how the game's going to end on that foul because he's going to hit the free throw and the final score is 86 to 87. Oh, he looks engaged. Must be getting the ball. All right. It's 2.1. Let's see who gets the let's see who gets the last the last chance for the shot here. If it's if it's Tony Kukoc, I will die. Oh, it was a poorly forced pass to Scottie Pippen. So, to answer your question, to answer your question, yes, I do think it fucks up the series for them. Whoa. Very much so. But I don't I think that it definitely messed up their chemistry because I don't think that ball gets forced to, to Scotty at the end of the game there. If he's if the back in the back of their mind the team's like if we don't throw the ball to Scotty here, he's not going to even come on the floor for us. Yeah. So I'd feel. If I was like Steve Kerr, that's how I'd feel. That was such a dumb play, too. Like, why would you throw it all the way on the... Oh, that was, it was know. forced. It came off forced, right? Yeah, but it's like you should have set it up for him to come around and then get the ball on the side of the pass. Like, he threw it all the way across the court. I think they're thinking lob. I think they're thinking lob to Scotty here. That was a lot. See the back screen coming. You can see the back screen. Horace gives him the screen. Horrible pass too. I'm not disagreeing with any of this. It's also a terrible idea. Like that's that's like the worst play. (laughs) But look, there's the there's the screen. This guy is putting his arm up, saying he's open. Got a bad pass, but he probably would have gotten fouled at at best case scenario if you're the Bulls. Scotty gets fouled going for the layup because that's not an easy shot. So. That's my opinion. I think it did mess up their chemistry. And you could kind of tell it does because in the next year, they're not going to be nearly as successful. How does he perform in game seven? I mean, game six and seven. Because they won in game six, so I'm curious to see. In Chicago. Yeah. He shows out. Pippen, 13 points on 16 shots. 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. (laughs) But to be fair, the whole team shot 40%. I don't care. I'm just saying. I'm just trying yeah. to paint the whole picture. Yeah, BJ, how, how cool coach did. Oh, yeah, this, yeah it's pretty bad. This is a rough – but they still won. They won the game because I guess – The Knicks had to – Ewing 26 and 14, four blocks. But uh, John Starks played well. How did they fucking lose this could game by scroll, so much? Could you scroll down? I'm curious to see free throws. Oh, good question. Good point. 25 of 31 for the Bulls. 25, I think 17. Uh, and they know. had 22 for the Knicks. So it was even. There wasn't, any, there wasn't too much tomfoolery happening. <laughs> there, um, this wasn't an 0-1 how skip. How was it? I mean, it was like 10 more free throws. Nine. No. Nine, nine free throw difference. And there was an eight-point eight advantage for the Bulls. I don't know. I don't know. Considering I don't have any of the footage in front of me for that game, I'm not willing to say But they were at home, and we've seen lots of people get this game six I mean, I mean, in this situation. Yeah, they, they won by 14. I mean, yeah. it's fine. But even the eight-point advantage from the free throw line doesn't 
doesn't equate it. Doesn't change it. Yeah. But now in game seven, in game seven, game seven, Pippen 20 points on 22 shots, 16 rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block. Not too uh, Horace Grant played okay. Kukoc, nine points, 10 shots, not great. And Patrick Ewing. Wow. Charles Oakley said, fuck you, Scottie Pippen. 17 yeah. points, 20 rebounds on yeah. four, in 46 minutes. He's like, you have always been Jordan's son. And you have always been my son. Yeah. I used to You're slap you around. Don't act slap like. the shit out of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the Knicks will beat them in seven. Uh, go on to and they'll game. go to the conference finals. They go to the NBA finals, don't they? Well, this is the this is the semis. They do go to the NBA finals, but they're going to make it to the conference finals, and they'll go to the NBA finals and get dicked down by Akeem Olajuwon. Yes, uh, but but the Bulls are going to go before we end this episode. The Bulls are going to go from fifty five wins in ninety three ninety four to forty seven and thirty five, and they were looking way worse before the return. Of 45, not necessarily 23. So do you think, do you agree with Jordan putting putting that Scotty, portraying Scotty as, as, as that in the documentary? Because at the end of the day, that's the whole reason we're doing this song. <laughs> we, yeah. I feel like that's definitely something we should. Here's my, here's my question. To you, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question by asking you an, another question. Is is the last dance is the last dance a documentary about Michael Jordan or is it a documentary about the Bulls? Um, it says that that's something that I looked up, and it says Michael Jordan and the Bulls, so and the '90s Bulls. So I could I'm not mad at it. I just all right. So this is my main thing with that whole with the whole Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen thing. Yeah. I'm not upset about it if he did that to himself. Scottie huh? did that to himself. He no, could have no, no, went on the floor. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Michael Jordan portraying Scottie in that way is not upsetting to me if he also portrayed himself in that way in, in situations where he could have showed up. Because... Right. So a lot of people, and it's because we have a lot of Jordan cock eaters that um, go and say, <clears throat> you know, Scottie Pippen, game seven, got the migraine. Sure, right? But how many NBA superstars have we seen have something like that happen to them and they still win the game? Right. We've seen that happen. Yeah. Jordan still had a chance to win the game. Jordan at no point, and I know other superstars would have, or at least said at some point that um, it was on them, because you you should have got my I should have got my guys ready I should have something I've heard many superstars do that even even if they lose a game like that. Yeah, but he's, um, you also don't hear him blaming his team. He doesn't say that. He goes the it's the migraine game, and he said we were almost there, and we didn't see over the horizon. That's basically what he said. Yeah, exactly. But everybody calls it the migraine game. For a reason, because they're pretty much blaming Scottie Pippen's migraine. We've done it. We did it. Oh, I'm doing it. I've done it. You've done it, and I know. So my whole thing is, <clears throat> that's a point where you could take accountability. Doesn't do it. Um, he he literally freaking was had this the gambling 
spadazzle whatever situation during a playoff run. Yeah, that was discussed. Yes, it was discussed, but he never took accountability. He still to this day he says yeah. he he says it was nothing. It, yeah. They made it out to be bigger than what it was. It's it's different when you take it and you in say the time, in the time period though. Doing. That's the hard part though, because in the time period, especially to people who were like watching the game at that point, a lot of people felt like it wasn't a big deal. There because they love him. That's my yes. main thing. But like, because you don't love Scotty is why you shit on Scotty so much. Not you in general, but just in like people don't love Scotty like they love Jordan. People love Jordan so much that they shit on Scotty. And you don't think Scotty gives them any reason for that? No, I Scotty, do. I do. I do too. But, uh, but what I'm saying is when you when you're breaking down a documentary and you're talking about a guy that literally was part of the reason that you even got to that point. Jordan would not have won six championships without Scottie Pippen. Which he said that you already brought up. Yes, right? But then to go and every single time you had a chance to show when Scottie Pippen pretty much let you down, you did. Yeah. But when you when you were bringing the team, you you don't think them having him, him doing that L.A. thing. Like, we talk about it now with players. If a player went on a, a on a to Vegas or something in the middle of a, a of a um, playoff run, and um, that happened now, that would be blown out of proportion to immensely. Yeah, but it would also not. It could also be seen as quote unquote not a big deal, depending on who you look, who you ask. You know what I mean? It's the truth. It's just like it depend. And I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a thing about Jordan Love. Honestly, I think it's more a matter of. The guy had so much money that nobody was getting in his face about where he was going to spend it. I think it was more of that with the gambling, where that's where people felt like it wasn't a big deal. When you, you no one cares if you're gambling monopoly money, essentially. Yeah, but I'm talking about from the team's perspective. Right. You 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 added that extra because you you could say it's not a big deal. We could feel like that, but at the end of the day, they had a lot of media attention yeah. on that. Right. That takes away from the game. Right. But do you, do you, do you know, can you think of a, can you think of a comparable moment that Jordan had that's equal to the migraine game, this, this shit that happened in 93, 94, uh, the, him with his fucking back, like it, when, Jordan's got, when Jordan's got, when Jordan's gotten, gotten injured, much like Kobe. And that type of those type of psycho people, they just like he he played through two busted ass ankles that in today's era, a guy like Steph Curry had a very hard time playing through similar ankle problems, right? It's all about a case by case basis, is my point. Like, I'm not, but I'm not talking about what what the, I'm talking about. You're talking about are you holding yourself accountable for the shitty moments in your career? So I'm asking you, yeah. what kind of shitty moments are we talking about? I've, like, I his name. You, you, you didn't though. You didn't. You were just. You kind of just said it. But I want to know examples. Okay, Game Seven NBA Finals. He played. I mean, uh, Game Seven against Detroit. He played like ass. Yeah, and they said he played like ass against Detroit that whole time, and he said that. Was it? Was it portrayed in that in that documentary? When you watched that, did you feel like, wow, Jordan played like ass? No, we yeah. felt like I mean I I did, but I but I also could be skewed by what I know. Right. I'm not the right person to ask. That's cool. 
but it's the truth. I don't, I'm being honest. I didn't feel I, that way. You didn't? See, there you go. There you go. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't agree. I don't, I think the, the Pistons were shown to a certain extent. It's, I mean, I don't know. I guess I am spewed by the, what I know. Because, because I, I already know what happened. So it yeah, doesn't. But it's because of what we've been told about. Literally, before I even knew about Scotty Pimpin, I thought, I mean, Pimpin, I thought he was ass. When I actually. Really? What, yeah. When I was growing up and yeah. I heard about Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen, yeah. I always thought Scotty Pippen sucked. Yeah. Because everyone talked about Scotty as if he was just a number two and he and he was just Jordan's sidekick. Right. When I actually watched him. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's one of one of the best NBA players ever. You just, oh, he yeah. Just I, I never I never got that. I always looked at him as Paul George. Like the same way I thought about Paul George, I thought about Scotty. This is a guy who could be better if he wasn't in his own fucking head. Like, sure, but I'm talking about from the from what he did do. Yeah, Scotty Pippen, you to to go into NBA Finals and Magic Johnson cooks your main dude. Yeah, and for them to say, you know what, we're not gonna put you, we're gonna put this guy, and he pretty much changes the series. Yeah, that's something. Like. Yeah. People don't talk about Scotty like that. People don't mention that. That's not true. That's not true. It was no. mentioned. And it was mentioned in the last dance, too. No, I understand. I'm talking about when you're talking to a casual person who talks about Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. People learn that. Right. You don't think people, when they watch that last dance, they learn that. Yeah. Not that people knew that. Like, I, don't know that I can't, I can't, I have such a weird view about this. I, I can't agree with that. Because right. I, I don't know that. I didn't know I that. I've that since I was a kid. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's perfect to have Lindsay. Yeah, because like, I, can't, I can't answer these questions fairly. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I can't answer these questions fairly because of how addicted to basketball I've been in my life. Is it, I can't. Uh, I, I know this because when I, was, when I would be on the block just talking about MJ and I heard about Scotty, that's what made me feel like Scotty sucked. And I watched him. And literally, I remember a friend talking about Scotty and D. Wade. Yeah, and they talk and 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 I argued for D Wade like crazy, and his argument was for Scotty. And after researching it, I was like, okay, I can see how they're not as far as I think they would be. Right. And and that to to compare Scotty to Dwayne Wade to a lot of people is probably crazy. If you're Skip, if you only if all you do in your sports life is listen to Skip Bayless, then I agree with you. But I I just can't. I just have a hard time with that because I just don't. I but always think that Scotty, all you got to do, all you got to do is go on this website we're on right now and look at his career. Like, it's not, it's not super hard. You know, like, that's, don't do that. That's where I, that's where I can't, that's why I can't answer your questions because I literally can't. Well, you have to, the whole I thing is you have that. to have, like, be mindful enough to what other people think. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to look at it and say. I can't assume that. I can't assume what people know and what they you, don't. I know you can because we we've texted and talked about how Skip Bayless freaking controls people's minds and make them think dumb as hell. So you know that there's people like that. So yeah, but those people are idiots, and I don't respect them. <laughs> so that's, fine, but it's that's, not, but that's, that's like a lot of that's a lot of fame. Yeah. I guess, but the perspective's wrong. Like, isn't that doesn't, the whole point? No, but it doesn't matter. But you have to understand that it's like an audience. Like, that's what yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And that audience is bigger than the audience that you're thinking about. Like, yeah, that, you, that's that's what makes my a much smaller audience. Than so, Lindsay, that. you thought you thought Scottie Pippen was like 
What, what would you compare Scottie Pippen to before, when, like, in your opinion? Fa- I thought face- he was just kind of like man, like he was there, like you know what I mean. I didn't feel like he was like this active piece of winning. I felt like he was just like he could have been replaced with a different like three and two. Uh, like, did you thought he? Three. Did you think he never made the All Star team? I really, I honestly had no idea. But that's, but my whole thing I don't, is, I don't even respect like how many all stars right now that are in the league that you don't re- like the all and then maybe then the all star game mattered more, but definitely like when you talk if you're talking to a fan right now yeah and you say I don't know um trying to think Chris Middleton he's like a three time all star whatever the hell he is yeah if if Scott if you tell me Scotty was a five time all star I don't care like I I think I could think of a uh, no, I'm, I'm sure it probably is. He probably is like a seven-time or whatever. But Chris Chris Middleton is an all-star too, and I'm not looking at him like he's one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, but this guy got so much publicity. Like, that's he was on the most famous team of a decade. Like, that, that's why I can't believe that. Like, I feel like after 91, when he cut, like in 1991, right? When he After he cut Magic, people were probably like, this guy's pretty nice, right? Then in 92, when they won 67 fucking games, and he was awesome, I got to imagine they were like, you know how this many guy's people, fucking really good. You know how many people don't know that? But what I'm saying is, sure, 30 years later, but in the, in the, when, they're, when it's happening, I don't think Scottie Pippen is looked at as this uh, dumpster fire. Well, who's, I just I'm not find that super hard that. to believe. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about, that's why I said, when I first heard of Scottie Pippen, I thought, that he was not that good. When I looked into him and did research, I found out that he was. And a lot of people, I'm 100% sure a lot of people felt that same way because of how much Jordan gets talked out. Unfortunately, in this world, when you talk up a player, for whatever reason, you have to down talk another. That's why when you have a Kobe and LeBron debate, I always had to shit on LeBron to yeah. big up Kobe. Unfortunately, that was how but it that's was. That's why you and I would get into arguments because I don't do that. <laughs> I don't like to do that. Yeah, but a lot, but a lot, like a majority <laughs> of people in this world do that. So, so yeah, that's why. And and and, and it was, and I think I talk, I texted this to you. It was the same thing with Powell. Powell Gasol, you felt like Powell was a really good player. I yeah. never felt that way. But that's yeah, Powell, that's yeah, that's a great example. <laughs> And now imagine being a Jordan fan. Jordan is bigger than life. He's And I've already said, Co- Jordan is better than Kobe. Right. So imagine being a fan at that point and looking at Scottie Pippen. I'm sure there were fans that when Scottie Pippen got the, Pippen got the ball with with the um, with a couple seconds left on the game or whatever, that's the last two minutes, they knew he was going to split the free throws. Or they knew, just that's like I, they were pow. That's what I'm saying. There's a difference in... Like when you have that, unfortunately, when there's a lot of love, there's a lot of hate to somebody else, and that's that's what Pippen got for the majority of his career, I'm sure. Some I don't know who called him this, but apparently someone in history called Scottie Pippen Batman, and uh, I would like to know uh, whether that person still has a job or not. But my my point is, I just like if you like basketball enough to look at its history you can't look at him and not go this is one of the five best perimeter defenders of all time right and you can't and you can't look at him i just feel like to me it's common knowledge that he didn't win without that jordan didn't win without scotty pippen 
That to me is common knowledge. That's why I have a hard time believing that because I don't understand that. There's so many people that feel like you could have switched Pippen for anybody else. Yeah, like, see, I just never thought that. Any other star? I never thought that. And if, you replace, if you replace Pippen with Paul George, I don't think they win six. Like, yeah, no, they definitely don't. And my whole thing, and that's why I think that's why, like, it's kind of disrespectful to compare Pippen to Paul George because I really do think that Pippen. The, the, I think still to this day, I would still consider Pippen. He might be in the top fifty. He might be towards the end of it. But yeah, he definitely uh, that good of a player. That way, you, I'd still have to consider him a top fifty player. I just don't know at what level of basketball nerdness do you find that out? Like I, I feel like you do, you do Jordan, you do Shaq and Kobe, you do like LeBron. If you learn about the history, right? Like I just don't, I can't fathom not figuring it out. Because okay, when I was a kid, I always argued for Kareem over MJ as the goat, just to like argue that. And so I had to know about Scottie Pippen. Like I just didn't, I. I always put myself in those situations. So that's why when you ask me these questions, I just don't, I can't think like that. I can't take myself out of the shoes of somebody that spent their whole childhood doing that. Like I can't, but you, I don't, I don't, I don't know any better. But can you see how that's infuriating to someone who's talking to you? But it's it's the truth. At least I could put myself in a mindset and be like, okay, I can see where you're coming from, but I'm talking from a, I can't though. I can't see where you're coming from. I just can't. I'm being honest about it. I can't because I can't imagine. I like I pre- Lindsay, I really do appreciate. Yeah, you. thank God that Lindsay's like, here. I'm a casual fan. <laughs> I fucking okay, thanks. I'm not drunk. Yeah, like I, I don't. I just never looked at it. I never looked at it like that. I always looked at Scotty as somebody who was looked at in this, and I always looked at him as more overrated than underrated because of his mental weakness. That's my. That was always how I looked at it. That's crazy. I feel like he's completely underrated. Yeah, that's me. But that's but that's because. I was always arguing <laughs> for that. So maybe that's why I looked at it like that. Yeah. But I, yeah. Well, I mean, in your case, if you try, I mean, if you, if I was debating Kareem over, over MJ, I would be saying that, that Scotty was underrated to make my point stronger. Yeah. But I was 10. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I, guess that makes sense. I wasn't a professional. Yeah. I wasn't a professional that I clearly am now in my basement, but, <laughs> but, That'll wrap it up for this season. We'll go on to the next one. We are in the 94-95 season. We've gotten through the Scotty drama, and Michael Jordan is still retired to start this year, right? Um, Lindsay, you have the numbers on the Bulls record before M- they had MJ, right? Yes, I do. So before MJ, they were 34 and 31, so barely over 500. Wow. And then they finished the season with a 47-35 record, meaning... With MJ's 17 games, they went 13-4 and four for those last games. So, basically 500. So, the the whatever was going on last year and whatever happened in the playoffs last year yeah. clearly affected this team after that. Yep. 
that's obvious because they must have felt a certain type of way with Scotty. That's the only thing I can really think of that would make sense. Well, they sense. lost Horace Grant this year too. That too. That too. Because Horace Grant – Horace they, wait, they was Horace on the team? Was Horace – Horace was on the that team last year? I think he was. You're right. I think you're right because he, he played the second role, second man role. I want to double check so I'm not bugging. Yeah, you're right. 70 games from last year. Yeah. So Horace Grant goes to Orlando. Apparently Shaq uh, lured him down there. But yeah. that's for a different legacy breakdown. <laughs> so they do not have – one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so the next year they're without an inside force in a league where – there are some serious Hall of Famers on the inside. Yeah. Akeem, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, yeah. Shaq. <laughs> like, and Shaq's who's, who's going to finish second in MVP voting this year uh, is right in the thick of things here. The Magic is coming in to form. We're going to see them in a minute. Uh, there, there's, there's the Pacers, Reggie Miller. That just had their thrillers with the Knicks over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talent uh, in this season, where it, the league is still feels up for grabs, right? Yeah. And the baseball strike happens, right? So the MLB went on strike. I am not a super big baseball fan, so I don't know the specifics of this mm-hmm. that serious, but. Basically, they were going to use replacement players from the league that Jordan was playing in because he was in the D League of baseball. Mm-hmm. And Jordan sided with the, the MLB players and walked out of camp. Yeah. Right? That's how the story goes. So then apparently, according to BJ Armstrong, he calls BJ Armstrong and asks what he's doing. And BJ is like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not injured. I don't know where else I'd be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to practice, and uh, so they go to practice together. Now, Jordan had gone to. I like to switch up. Jordan had gone to uh, a Warriors practice with Run TMC earlier that year uh and he had played in a charity game with scotty pippen where he completely smashes in between these two periods of time uh also fun fact this statue was released after the first retirement which mm-hmm. means when he comes back you're going into for years you have to play the guy whose statue is literally in front of the building <laughs> think about that Imagine if, imagine if LeBron's statue was outside Cleveland when you went to play the Cavs, right? After he left the first time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. When I, when I, when I, up until doing the research for this, I thought that this statue was made after the second retirement. I really thought that. Yeah. And to find out that he's going to win three more rings. <laughs> with this, that's, and they retired that, his jersey too, right? Yeah. And I think that's why he came back uh, as 45. Well, but that's, at least that's, that's not what he, why he says he came back as 45. But 
Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But he he plays two games. He goes to the Warriors practice, and then he comes back to Bulls practice. And apparently, the classic, the easiest Jordan Michael Jordan is the easiest person to trigger on planet Earth. Because all you got to do is look at him and go, "I'd beat you in one on one. I'd smack that ass any day of the week." Old, you haven't you haven't played in years. You retired bum. Fuck you, Baldy. And <laughs> so, so then. Did you really my, just I, say those words? Fuck you, Baldy. Hey, takes one to know one. So if you, if basically, according to BJ Armstrong, he went from being in sweats to basically being in a full one-on-one game, right? Yeah. And yeah. so now he's practicing. And so slowly the media starts to creep in. Yeah, I think he went to like three of the Bulls' practices in that one week at that yeah. point. And then the, the media just kind of started obviously swarming the place once they found out MJ was there. Little dick riders. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and, and it pretty much became a media frenzy after that. I think it was Bill Wennington who, in the last dance, he said, when I walked in, there was just a different feel. And I didn't know what the deal was. It just seemed to be a little, there seemed to be a little more media around. And I mm-hmm. asked, I asked somebody, I can't remember who he asked either, but he said, I asked somebody else on the team. Yeah. And they looked at me and said, the man is back. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking tough. Yeah. That's tough. So he comes back in March, right? Yeah. But I, the, the dopest thing yeah. is how he came back. Like the, just a little, just a little. The famous facts. facts. Yeah. Have that here. The famous facts just saying I'm back. That's pretty yeah. dope. His agent. Like, that's super badass. Yeah. Like, you could understand why people, like, was inf- were infatuated with this guy. Yeah. This and the, sto- the story is as compelling as the facts. Because apparently, um, David Falk, his agent, mm-hmm. said to him, or sent him multiple different letters for him to approve, right? Yeah. And he hated all of them. But he yeah. gave you, he gave, he, he would do the, this sucks, but I don't have any better ideas, so do something else, right? Yeah. And so finally, Falk looked at him and said, you write the fucking thing. Yeah. And he turns around and writes, I'm back. And that's, that's the famous facts. That's known yeah. as the famous facts. That's all I had to do. I typed in on Google the famous facts. It came right up. Yeah. Along with some old looking fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm back is tough, right? Yeah. And I wonder what I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find the ratings for this first game because I imagine it was probably they probably sent NBC out there. Yeah, so so um I know in the last dance they had people talking about um the tickets and they were paying two, three hundred bucks and some guy said these things could be going up for 2000 and I'm still holding on to them. So like, and then right now that doesn't sound super crazy because of this like now, but, um, $2,000 in 1995 yeah. is significantly more than $2,000 now. Facts. Facts. That's a like, fact. that's just inflation. It seem like that long, like yeah. Economics yeah. class right now. Yeah. But, $2,000 then is probably like four or $5,000 now. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it just speaks to, again, this is the same guy who has a statue in front of his own stadium already while he's still playing. I can't think of another guy who's got that, whoever had that. 
That's why it broke my brain. This, but I bring well, it up. It's, uh, it's the way it, it's the retiring twice yeah. kind of thing that, that no makes one, sense. no one genuinely thought he would come back. There were people who were probably like, "Oh man, I hope he comes back. He still got the game. I don't know why he's doing baseball. He's terrible at it. Like he's he's yeah. ruining his basketball prime." But I, when you put a statue up for somebody and you retire their jersey, odds are they're not coming. You don't think they're coming back? You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he comes back due to the, the only strike. thing even yeah. sem- remotely similar to this is Magic Johnson retiring earlier. True, but but where Magic's going to come back and look big as fuck, look ginormous in comparison to when he played. Michael's going to come back thinner than when he was playing at the, the height of the three championships. Yep, because right? he's in a baseball mode. Mm-hmm. So he, according to his trainer. He completely changed his body for, for baseball. There's a certain amount of arc that goes on a basketball shot to maximize the space on the rim. When you throw a baseball from right field, you can't put an arc on the ball. It's got to be from point A to point B as fast as you can. So you have to retrain the whole shoulder muscle what movement it's going to do. So the exercises we did for basketball were not applicable for baseball. When he came back and he started to play, we had a discussion with him, and I said, Michael, there's not enough time to transition your body. Because he came back at the end of that season, and I said, there's not enough time to transition your body from baseball to basketball. For you to be playing at the optimal level that you were before, I said, there just isn't enough time. Yeah. And he does. He looks leaner. He does look like thinned out. Yeah, according to his trainer and him, he he said it himself too. Yeah, um, but he's gonna come back against Indiana, and what does he do in that opening game? He does not do well. Seven for twenty-eight, nineteen points on twenty-eight shots. This is all like excitement. That's like that's one of those you're too excited to be on the floor, and you're just overdoing it, just sh- oh, shooting like crazy. Yeah. The next think- game, you got good. No, what were you going to say? I was going to say, the next game, he only plays 26 minutes, so he must have been fucking beat. Yeah. Because this, sure. is, this isn't a back-to-back. Yeah. And I, I think I think he... Um, maybe he was in a little bout trouble. trying to play himself back into shape right away, because it's in yeah. March. He's in March. This is in March, so yeah. he has about a little less... And this is towards the end of March, too, so... Right. He has a little less than a month to try to get himself into basketball shape by the time the playoffs come. He only plays 17 games, right? Yep. Um, so, he got, uh, Orlando. Almost 40 minutes a game for his. Yeah. And, and it, I, I like to call that the Shaquille O'Neal when someone tries to play themselves into shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, he's going to face the Magic uh, early in this campaign, and they're, they're going to hand it to him. And it's going to be because they don't have a lot of rebounding. As Horace comes in, 19 and 13, right? Revenge game. Shaq, 24 and 16. So two guys got almost 30 rebounds by themselves. Yeah. Right? So they blew a fourth quarter lead in, um, in that game too. So, Which I'm sure the Bulls, that's not usual for the Bulls. No, because Jordan was so um, – his conditioning wasn't there. You know, yeah. What did he finish with in terms of shot attempts? I wish we could have the quarter breakdowns for this far back, but we don't have those yet. Um, 
21 points on 23 shots. 30% from the field. Rough. This is like, and this is a, this is the same guy who has multiple 30 point per game and above 50% shooting seasons. Mm-hmm. Like we, so you can you can definitely see that he's not himself by yes. that point for sure, for sure. But he inspires the team around him once he kind of gets going here because he's going to get the game winner against yeah. Atlanta, which I have up. Yeah, we'll watch that. So that's the fourth game of his season for for um yeah and, and I think from then on it kind he kind of starts playing much well much better because I think a couple games after that is the double nickel this it's the very next game yeah and uh, that's uh, we'll get to that in a second because I want to but two seconds left one little hesitation bang nails it classic Jordan right yeah. so people are starting to feel like. Oh, maybe there's something happening there. And even mm-hmm. while he's wearing 45, because he says it was for his high school number. We well, the announcer says he's back after, yeah. after like the. And I remember in the last dance, there were there were people talking about it, and it's pretty much saying exactly what you just said. Like, like um, he he's he's back in business, pretty much. There's and I truly don't understand people. Why would you let him dribble all the way down the court and shoot a shot on one guy? This is Michael Jordan. (laughs) Some of the biggest shots in NBA history at this point. Because he's clearly not that guy right now. Like, we just. Still, like, you want to win the game. Don't get double team. Make Scotty beat you. We know he can't. Scotty's going to be first team all NBA this year. No, I know, but I'm just giving. (laughs) Oh, no. I I agree with you, but (laughs) this is what I'm just trying to get in the mindset of this, this Atlanta team. And. Hits the buzzer beater, walks off, but 45 because he was wearing his high school number. That's why he says he put on the 45. Yeah, and, and he also he said to... he, did, he didn't want to wear 23 because because his dad wasn't there with him at this point. Right. And, um, so it was, it was definitely like an emotional thing for him too. This is the first time he's playing basketball since his father's passing. Yeah, that, and that was very emotional for him coming out. That, they made a big deal about that in the last dance, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, however, so 14 of 26, 53%, 32 points for him in this buzzer beater. So it was definitely a moment for, uh, the NBA community to say, oh man, maybe he's back. But this is my favorite Michael Jordan game of all the games that he's ever played. This is my personal favorite. The double nickel. Why? (laughs) The double nickel game. Well. For starters, it's against the Knicks. That goes without saying. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's why I, I expected that. Secondly, he's only five games in, right? Yep. It's really the triple nickel. This is another five, right? So <laughs> he. <laughs> so my friend would still, say Gematria, but yeah, there you go. Let's not do that. Um, but he's still playing on. Just what he, muscle memory, essentially. Like, he's getting in the groove of it, but he's only five games in, in the middle of a season where he's on the road. Like, so he's still getting back into form. But in this game, he shows all the classic Jordan shit. All of it. Quick dunk, spin, nice little dunk. Um, yeah. He does, he has a sweet, we'll probably see it in the highlights here, but 
He has this sweet layup where he hovers over some guy's back and banks it in. Like, he, and he started this game super hot, and he just dominated in the garden, which he always said was his favorite place to play. Um, and I, anybody else want to talk about this game? Well, <laughs> no, no, well, I, I don't mean, hog the spotlight here. Fucking, no, I mean, you, you, sound, you sound, you're the one that's super excited about it. So, I, I think it's yeah, so it, good. It's just, no, this, is, this was definitely probably what, um, cause I'm sure, I mean, you, you, you'd, you'd probably assume that, um, Michael Jordan wasn't, you know, was never like not confident, but right. I'd imagine like the first couple of games coming, you know, coming back, not feeling like himself, he probably needed some type of confidence boost. The game winner obviously helps. Sure. And then probably, this is what, that probably is what surged this. He just needed to kind of show himself like I could still do it. And the Knicks, think about the Knicks. They just beat Chicago in the playoffs last year. They're riding on that. Yeah, and exactly. they're looking at it like, we're a different Knicks team, Jordan. Can't yeah. fuck with us, Jordan. Yeah, facts. And uh, my, my favorite thing is doing this whole, the whole 55 points, he clearly dominated. He ends this game uh, off passing it, to, um, it off of a pass. And that's, that's and, what made it, that's for me, why it's my favorite and not just like, one of my favorite. Yeah. It's because the finish of this game, as we'll see right here, fucks up John Starks, goes for the turnaround, passes it right underneath mm-hmm. for an open dunk because all the eyes on the court are on them. Yeah. Or on, or is on MJ rather, especially after he's got 55, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll show it. We'll show the actual game uh, footage. I just saw, I just had the replay up. So. But 111-111, right? Jordan comes right down. Every All 25,000 eye, uh, people's eyeballs are on him in the garden. Spin jumper, fakes the jump shot, passes inside. At least the, the Knicks were smarter and like felt like they should double team. Yeah. You know? he can't, they didn't just let him go down and take the shot, which they probably should because, I mean, it was a difficult shot, something that he's made no, like often. But. Today when he's got 55. Yeah. He has 55 out of 111, so he has like half their points. Yeah. Right. So, um, I feel like that's the something that says, that's said often when talking about him is that he has like half their points. I feel yeah. like we said that so many times. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That's the part that. that's most impressive about him is, yeah. is that. And, and I, I'm going to keep talking about it, especially when we go into this. Uh, this next era where he it's a defensive team first and there's no other guys on in the starting five and really in the off in in the club they can create their own shot he's the only guy that can do it and if he scores 20 points a game they're probably one of the worst teams in the league yeah like they need every single one of his 30 to get it done yeah um and that's kind of something we were talking about in the first uh, stint of the first three-peat. But it, it's even it's going to be said even further here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they get a huge 18-point win after that against Boston. They really they take care of the Atlantic Conference up here. Just sweep the Atlantic. Yeah. Obviously, Jordan gives Cleveland penis 28 points on 27 shots. Still inefficient, though. His 
his shot, um, his total field goal percentage for this season in the regular season is 40%, yeah, which is, is the, yeah, the by, worst far, yeah. by far the lowest. And mm-hmm. I think 26.9 points a game is by far the lowest as well. Yes. The yeah. lowest of his Bulls run, just yeah. just for anybody who wants to be, like, super factual and be like, oh, his Wizards run, you know, he averaged 20.9. Like, yeah, fucking right on my side. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to that, all right? <laughs> more it's more impressive than you think, of, uh, America. But... <laughs> Now you just sound like an ill Michael Jordan cock eater. He said, more impressive than you. All right, Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a completely different team than, than he had that first go around, right? Steve yeah. Kerr wasn't here. Coach wasn't here. Ron Harper, I don't think was here. No, he wasn't. Yet, right? He was with Cleveland because I remember... Yeah, he came right yeah, when Jordan yeah, yeah. left. He was the and, one that was pissed when he, when Jordan hit the shot. Yeah, and he he's a guy who uh, Jordan has said has had excellent defense against him. Mm-hmm. And similar, it's similar to the LeBron logic or, and the Kawhi Leonard logic. You guard me well, you get on my team. <laughs> Do you see that name? Oh, There's Kobe a person that named too. JoJo English. He did. He did. Kobe did that too. You're right. Matt yeah. Barnes. And um, guys. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Say it again, Lynn. What? Jojo English. His name's Jojo. Like, legitimately. I'm pretty sure that no one cares about this guy. I know. But I just needed everybody else to know just that as there many was a person named Jojo. And I mean, he played less games than MJ. <laughs> oh, shit. That's yeah. A, that's amazing. This is the most insignificant player on the Bulls that season. I feel confident. <laughs> <laughs> but um, ten day guy, like a ten day contract or something. Uh, but forty one percent, and this is the more amazing part, right? The dick riding is at a high here because he gets MVP votes. It hit the paper this weekend. Michael Jordan for MVP. Jordan for MVP? How can that be? He's only played seven games. To Chicago fans, it doesn't matter. Oh, yes, he will be MVP. How can you be so sure? The guy is excellent. He's the best. You think Michael Jordan should be MVP this year? Yes. Why? Because he's the greatest. Actually, sports writers across the country vote on the NBA's most valuable player, and ballots are already out. It's a safe bet that Mike will get the local vote, but Philadelphia sports writers on hand for tonight's Bulls game say not this time, Mike. For him to get any MVP votes is a fucking crime. A travesty. I mean, 17 and 4. I mean, 13 and 4 on 17 games, man. Turned the whole team around. I feel you. I would be so upset if I was, if I was the, the person on television, if I was a talking head. Damn, Shaq could have had another MVP. Had a chance. We will get to that when it is his turn. That's crazy. Um, but but that is something interesting to note as we go into the playoffs because we're going to see them in the second round. Fuck David Robinson! Like what? What is? It? We got it. We got to look that up. That's and that might you be. Wonder one why? Them. And you wonder why Shaq holds grudges? <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> um, but he's going to get MVP votes. He's not going to see an, the All NBA team. Yeah, I mean, that's going to still. But Scotty's going to get your first team vote here. Uh, 
And I just wanted to point that out because there were people that thought Scotty had a decent year and he was still clearly the best small forward in the league, according to voters. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, man played really shitty before MJ got there. (laughs) What did he, what did he put up? What did he put up in those 17 games with MJ? Let's see. Because funny if he was just smashing. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Ultimate beta dog. This fucking guy. <laughs> and let's see what he was getting before that. Because I, I don't think he was playing. He couldn't have been playing at the same level he was the year before. But you got to remember, he lost his number two. That's true. I, I do for. I am. I have yeah. forgotten that more than once. <laughs> that's true. It's because I don't. It's because I just. Like horse Grant, horse not, Grant. That's horse why Grant have no chance of being a two with those numbers in today's NBA. Like yeah. none. Well, I think he would be. I think they would just be inflated. No, maybe, maybe that's a good. That's an interesting point. But Scotty, twenty-two points a game, forty-eight percent shooting, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. So he was trying his best to get to and and a three and a half uh, or per game, one three and a half per game. 20 points a game for Scotty, 49% shooting, three steals, seven rebounds, and five and a half assists, playing 40 minutes a game. He still isn't a block. That's like. He's a. He's. Hey, he is an all time great defensive player. Like him, him and Michael Jordan, I think, have been over these legacy breakdowns that we've. I mean, sure, we haven't done more guards and forwards. Oh, we have actually. I've never seen. Huh? It's a decent sport. Yeah, but I've never seen. Like between Michael Jordan's legacy breakdown, obviously we've seen Scotty's stats. Right. And seeing that three steals and a block stat all the time. That that was very like consistent with them. Yeah. And that's insane to me because that does not happen at all in this NBA. It's so and it's also. Well, I've had a lot of th- – I was thinking a lot about this because I was looking at Akeem Olajuwon's numbers. Because when we do his legacy breakdown and you look at his defensive stats, the guy was averaging two steals and four blocks for his whole prime. And it's yeah. just absurd because he was also taking the toughest shots on his team. Yeah. And those guys just don't exist anymore. Like, yeah. there's not there's – not, and even in today's NBA, there are very few guys that we look at as elite two-way guys. Like – yeah it's a it's maybe five guys maximum like like for the longest jimmy butler was like a top two um two-way best two-way player in the league which right. like he would be like horrible in 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 that in 1990 like, if i from a statistical standpoint yeah i agree it, it wouldn't look it wouldn't pop out at all and it's also yeah. because you got to remember the game is still focused on the interior so it's a yeah. lot more passing which means there's a lot more times to steal passes. It's a lot more one-on-one isolation stuff. Yeah. And it's a lot more blocks on the inside. Yeah. Yep. You're getting to the cup all the time. Yeah. Instead of That's trying I was gonna to say, I was gonna say the three-point shooting obviously makes blocking a shot much harder. Yeah. When you are shooting, you know, most of the game. The game is focused more outside the paint. And, and we always talk about the pace in this era and going mm-hmm. forward for the next decade. It's going to be slow or, or, yeah, at a very slow pace. The pace will be on your screen. Um, 
But let's get into the postseason. See. So they face Charlotte and they put them away pretty easily. Jordan comes out in the very first playoff game, drops 48. Yeah. Right? Says suck it easy. <laughs> no, they go to they go to overtime. Um and I think they it's pretty much close the majority of the game, right? Yeah. And Chicago pulls away in overtime. I'd like to know if I can find how many points Jordan has in overtime, it'll be on your screen. Got to imagine he had a couple. <laughs> probably like out of the eight, he probably had six. Yeah, right. But um, but forty eight points for Jordan. Ku coach, thirty nine minutes, seventeen points. The 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 thing that I notice about that racist Scotty was that racist. <laughs> Talk about that shit, you bum. You took three shots. You're pussy. <laughs> Played 27 minutes. You fouled out. You're worthless garbage. But anyways, um, the thing about this. That was so aggressive. They played played two different styles. They play this aggressive defensive style with their starting five. And this can definitely be said going into the next season. I'll definitely be saying this again. They played aggressive defense with their starting five. And then when Kukoc came in, they'd speed it up. They'd move a lot faster and they'd focus more on their offense. Um. And it worked. Like, they were able to do well when Jordan came back with that system because, you know, if it didn't work, you could always just give it to Jordan for an easy bucket. Yeah. Um, Alonzo Mourning, 32 and 13, seven blocks. As we're looking at crazy stats on defense, two steals, <laughs> seven blocks for Alonzo Mourning. He's, he's coming into his zone here. He's a guy that we don't really talk about, but is a guy that's um, – Widely regarded as a great player by other great players. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was the – him was and Larry Johnson were the guys for Charlotte. 3.3 blocks, 22 and 13 for Alonzo, but only 42%. Let's go up yeah. to see Jordan and Pippen's defensive stats. So they both – they both couldn't get their usual block or more a game, right? Pretty much. I mean, we're playing six games. Um, but 0.8 blocks and 0.5 blocks for Scotty. Uh, but two steals each, dominating the perimeter, right? If you notice on Charlotte, the guys who are on the, the wing, the wing guys here, shooting incredibly low percentages, mm-hmm. right? Del Curry's the only guy, but he's mainly shooting from outside. Of his 34 shots, 21 of them were threes. Yeah. Um, but Hersey Hawkins, 40%. Muggsy Bogues, shortest player alive, 31%. Uh, it's just these they're, – they were trying to beat him on the inside. But yeah. um, Jordan's able to do his work, and I am sure they are favored to win the championship or they're looked at as championship contenders after this series. There's no way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were looked at it as a, going into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because they, yeah, you know, everybody's cockeyed and just like, oh, could he win, you know, his fourth, his fourth championship, right, or attempt or whatever, and all this other crap. But he comes out. Does he get back to shooting fifty percent in the series? uh, Basically, forty nine, forty nine point five percent, thirty two points. This is a, this is what he was doing before he left. Yes, you know what I mean. So that, that I feel like. Definitely 
if not before this point, like you said, definitely after the point um, where people were like, these guys are champions again. Jordan's back. They're back in full force. I don't see anything different. How salty do you think Scotty was? He pointed at his shoe. Fuck that. He wanted him back. He wanted him back. Everything that he says about whether he wanted Jordan back or not now is a lie, and it is hindsight being 2020. That's for damn sure. I don't know if he said that he didn't want him back. I think he just – I'm not trying to do the Scotty thing again, but I I just think his main thing was respect what I did for the team too. Right. I think that's his main thing. I I don't think he – I think he knows that Michael Jordan was necessary. I just think he just feels like he gets disrespected a lot. And then he felt like he really got disrespected by Jordan in that documentary. Yeah, I can see that. I can see what you mean by that. Um, I just think, I don't know. And this is after me five minutes ago disrespecting him. But it's just. <laughs> well, that's because he's soft. But listen, 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 listen. Scotty needed Michael. Michael needed Scotty. We'll leave it at that until we get to another shitty Scotty moment. A hundred percent. But we're, this is a famous series. The Magic are number one in the East. Yeah. They, they finished, Shaq, second in, in MVP voting. You mm-hmm. looked at it quick and said arguably first, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure he feels that way. It's for damn sure. Oh, for sure. Come on. Shaq. Uh, Shaq. Jack's still bitching about Steve Nash. I'm surprised he's not bitching about David Robinson. Yeah. He's probably like 30 years ago. I can't I can't complain about that anymore. That's Second true. easiest basketball player to trigger. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> For sure. Um, but this is the this is gonna be the criticism of this Bulls team when you talk about any of their championship teams um against other all-time great teams is what are they going to do against a player like Shaquille O'Neal, right? Because Look at that pace, man. That pace is disgustingly low. Where's the pace? I missed it. Oh, up here, 88.9. Yeah, that's the era we're in. Yeah. The, the, this, 100, averaging 100 points a game and averaging 99.8, mm-hmm. this is the other thing. I, I, we'll get to it when we get to it, but well, I don't know. Jordan, this Bulls team in specifically michael jordan is one thing but i don't know if this bulls team specifically works in 2021 when you're averaging 115 points a game and nobody really wins on their defense like that to that extent where they have to hold teams down and they cannot keep up well the rules don't allow them to to right yeah you i really could understand why people love the 90s so much in terms of basketball because like think about it now let's really really think about it that they were winning. That means you're winning by a point or two a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that means every single game feels like that intensity, that playoff intensity. So I think all, all these games, games, all and these games are within 10. Yeah. So, so we're in 2021 right now, guys, just in case you're looking at this years <laughs> from now. Um, and right now, if we was to look at every single playoff game that happened this year, right. There's at least five, maybe even ten, where teams have won by fifteen or plus, fifteen plus. Sure, right? That's pretty usual. Like it's not like it, and this is not like this is a weird year or whatever. Like that's just normal. Especially like, yeah, yeah. 
especially in the playoffs where you're scheming against like exactly. you'll have a game plan that works and when it works really well yeah it really um do damage to another team exactly and i feel like in the 90s is that all the all these games are so close that it it brings that intensity every it, that's what everybody loves about basketball do you want that intensity you want at the end of the game it come it has to be a michael jordan buzzer beater or a game winning shot something like that but that goes back to what i was saying a second ago about this team and Michael Jordan scoring such a high percentage of their points. I think that's why they're caught in these. I, I, I think it's hard to blow a team out when you're trying that hard defensively because, I mean, especially when you're looking at this Magic team, that's more of a forward, like you, this team probably could move forward into the next 10, 20 years because of their spread the floor and their, their inside and outside game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so fucking hard when you're a team that's defense first and like we got to hold teams to 90 points. Like it's easy to do when four out of five or only four out of five, or maybe sometimes even three out of five guys on the floor can actually shoot a jump shot. You know what I mean? Nowadays, if you don't shoot a jump shot, you kind of can't play. Yeah. Like there's very few guys that can without one. Yeah. And that that's where I think, these guys get into all these close games because how the fuck are you going to blow anybody out without this shooting pace? Yeah. And especially like what he, like, you know, you're going to get your 30 from Michael. Right. Like if you, if you don't have other guys on that, that game, that, that's when they blew people out is once like Scotty and all of them could score, yeah. like, score a bunch of points, you know, like when they did their job, they blew them out. If you didn't, it was, it was going to be a tight game. And Michael was going to win it for you. I always marvel at the pressure. Um, of MJ to actually to legitimately have to put up thirty every fucking night, like, or th- that's it. Like I said, if they if he averages twenty points a game, GG, GG's in the chat. It's over for you. Like, yeah, because look, he was averaging thirty one. Yeah, in this, and you could some people, a lot of people, especially in the last dance, and obviously it's kind of narrative driven, but right. a lot of people were trying to say MJ wasn't himself, which yeah. I do, I do agree to an extent because. Yeah. He he definitely was putting up a similar stat line. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously he wasn't like top tip top physical shape. Yeah. Um, and definitely not what he would have been in any other season. You know, like it does it, playing just twenty games or less than twenty games going into the playoffs doesn't set you up for that enough. And I think game one is the best example of that. Like yeah. the best example, and I have that up. Yeah. Uh, this is the this is the game that he gets pickpocketed at the end of the game, right? So this is the last part. I have just the last part of. Um, Scott Scotty's going to get a lob dunk. They're going to mm-hmm. go up, and so all Jordan needs to do is dribble yeah. out the clock. Yeah, close it out and close it out. Something that literally he's made a legacy off of at this point. Like yeah. ninety one ninety, right? Seventeen sixteen seconds to go. Gets pressured, but he's Jordan. He gets by him, right? Easy rip. That's clean as shit, too. And and it's like, that was just stupid, too. Like, you clearly passed the guy. You know he's behind you. Yeah, nowadays you'd see a lot of the point guards, like a Luka Doncic, just take your ass, put him right into his back all the day. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean? surprised. I'm surprised he... But, but you know, they... <coughs> this fucking guy. 
So no, I mean, come on. We know that this gambling thing. Oh man, that that looked really shaky to me. Nah, I don't. What do you, you mean? Up two minutes, yo. It looks <laughs> bad as fuck. But you know, but I think it looks bad on Jordan more than anything. Just like because I said, if if there was an obvious foul, if if Nick Anderson obviously fouled him on the strip, then I think I'd be more inclined to agree with you. But it was a clean rip. He's yeah, got the ball out here. You the know? thing is, the thing is, like, and not even trying to be stupid. Once you pass half court, stop dribbling. It's right, all, it's done. You 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 did what you had to do. Yeah. They have to foul you. Make your two free throws. They have to win. They have to tie with a three. Game over. Yeah, that was the interesting thing. Is I'm surprised the Magic didn't just hug Mike. By the literally the greatest player, or art like what people think is the greatest player to that point. I don't know whether they had a foul to give or not in that situation. However, I wonder why they didn't just foul him when he got the ball. You know what I mean? It ended up working out for them pretty well. I, yeah. I don't know the total game situation off the top of my head. Um, I mean, at the, you, they're up one and there's 16 seconds left. Yeah, but if you foul him, he's all, you've got a three-point game. You have a bunch of three-point shooters on the team if you're the Magic. Yeah. So I'm surprised they looked at it like we're going to play him straight. Yeah, it doesn't make. Yeah, it didn't make sense at all. Unless, unless they didn't have the, um, you know what I mean. Unless they had a foul to give, and they were thinking, let's try to get it first. But obviously, this is just you know thirty years of hindsight. We're looking at it um, uh, from that perspective. They yeah. got the ball, and the quotes after this game were, and they'll be on your screen. Forty-five ain't twenty-three. Yep, all that, right? Jor- Jordan's not the same guy. All right, so. I- this might this might lead to argument, but I, I just need to say it. You cannot tell me Michael Jordan would not like die in this era. So elaborate. I don't know what that. I mean, let's so, elaborate on that. Maybe I agree. Maybe I don't. The re- <laughs> he, after they do that, he changes his number to twenty three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He I I on in the last dance it showed him literally looking at the newspaper reading that. Yeah. So so I know he paid, clearly paid attention to the news. So if he played in this era, you know, I think just, that would make him better. This is the same guy. This is the same guy who would, who when he was heckled by crowds would literally use that as motivation. I think that would be like literally mental steroids for MJ, for him to just I, be like, oh maybe, look, here's a here's a thousand people that think I fucking suck. Maybe look, I just think look, because I'm gonna that. prove all of them wrong yeah. every night. <laughs> I feel that, but I just feel like because of the era we're in, where you also need great teammates around you, right? Like if he if he could be as great as possible, we've seen it. Like where guys play amazing and they still get shit for it because you don't win. Yeah, right. That's exactly why I don't think this Bulls team would work in this era. I think Jordan would be all right if you had a more modern team around him, right? Okay. If you put Jordan on like the Bucks. Like, replace Chris Middleton with MJ. Oh, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. No, I'm just thinking, like, strictly from a team perspective, I think he's got more guys around him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's- but if you bring that, if you bring this, if you bring this nine six championships, he'll be. <laughs> he would be, especially considering what we know now, God, he would be looked at as, like, the biggest second banana ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. To be honest. But um, point being, if you bring this 96 team, we're only, like, two guys and one of them is steve kerr who can't do anything besides do take a jump shot yeah. like he, they, they're dying those people are yeah. fucking dying 
Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, the 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 hypotheticals are gonna be tough. I look forward to them because I think I think it's I think when people watch them at first, they're gonna be like, "Nah, fuck these guys, they're wrong." (laughs) You really look at it, yeah. If you were, and especially you can't, you can't, and I'm not trying to like pre pre no whatever. But when we do do this, please look back at these things and see us (laughs) totally like giving MJ a a slob job throughout his whole career. (laughs) And you know that we're not just haters. And I'm going to say this in every hypothetical because it's going to need to be told. Um, But he comes back as 23, like you said, drops 38 in game two, right? Um, 17 of 30. 43. Volume, volume shooting to the max. Yeah. So he's taking double the shots of anyone else on his team. Remember when we were looking at LeBron's legacy breakdown and we were noticing how Wade and LeBron had close shots? Yeah. Never going to have to worry about that with old Mike. Yeah. Never going to. Scotty scored 22 points on 14 shots. That's pretty good. I'm not saying that's not good, but I'm just saying he had to do that because he wasn't getting more than 15 shots. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy is just the, like, he's yeah. lucky. He, so it's just like, fuck the triangle. We'll figure it out. We just need to win somehow. Especially in this year where he should, he should be the guest in this situation. Like, you know, when you have a guest come over to your house, you know, the guest follows the rules. He follows the rules of your house, whatever. Oh, but when, when you go to his house, you the opposite. Yeah. Michael's like, fuck that. I'm wearing my shoes on your couch. Fuck yeah, all that. The alpha walks in. You got to just shut the fuck up and be a beta ass nigga. Scotty. My man walks in like Rick James into the Murphy's house. Yeah. This is incredible. Like, just total, just, I'm taking over. Um, when when MJ walk in the room, Scotty Price still bows down. <laughs> like, they're 60. They're, he's like still bows to him. Like, also- Who knows after this book? It's all, it's all cool until the book comes out, brother. Yeah. We'll have to look at that. We'll have to do a special episode when the book comes out. Yeah. Uh, but... The Bull, the Magic are take are taking the next game, so the Bulls are down two one. Uh, Jordan, even though he had forty, so much to your point that you just made, my friend. Yeah. Um, he's got literally forty percent of the team's points, and it doesn't matter because look, three threes from Nick Anderson, Penny's giving you a three. Dennis Scott's stretching the floor, which makes it easier for a guy like Shaq to get in and get twenty eight and ten with three blocks. Right, Horace eighteen and fourteen. And it's all, yeah, it's all it's all around massacre. When you and let's see what jo- let's see, so Jordan had forty, Pippen had twenty five on twenty shots, right. twelve rebounds, four assists. Who coach no show? Armstrong. Yo, why are you gonna shit on Scotty like that? You got twenty five on twenty shots. Why can't you just say you got twenty five? Move because on. Because I to just I just said I just said I don't think he'd ever get more than 15 shots a game in the next game. I said, hey, he gets 20. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were just trying to say, like, oh, it took him 20 shots to get 25. So, Sorry. hey, I'm, I'm okay with that if you want I to. I mean, that's that. not great either, though. Like, <laughs> no, it's 45%. It's, it, but, but, but you see, this is the notion. This is the thing that I hate about stats because literally that makes you think that that's not that great because it says 45% on there. 
but he literally could have made one more shot and it would have been 50. Yeah, also I wish I wish we No, like I, I said, get that, but he's still like, he, he missed half of his shots. That's still not like I know, I don't most, know. Most, most most guys do that. No, I know, I know, open. but it's just also the skew is people get thrown off because he's probably not shooting. But look at the threes that he shot. That's ridiculous. That's dumb. Yeah, he's probably he's definitely one of those guys that's trying to stretch the floor and get better at the, the shooting, but he's like everyone else in this era. Like if Giannis. he had stuck to mid-range, he would have been like, what, 8 for 15? That's a Pippen lot better. Pippen is underrated. At, uh, you know what? This might be the only nice thing I say about this guy. 100% that's nice. But Pippen is underrated at attacking the basket. He was one of the best finishers around the basket. And dunking on people, mm-hmm. he could do that shit. Like, chew the dunk but against you need, Ewing. But, and you really do need, like, the three-point shooting sometimes. Even if it's a miss, like, you need it just to be able, like, to make them give you give you some more space. That's exactly like, what I'm saying about 3D. Because even though he had a bad game, um, one of five from three, the same thing as Scotty. Yeah. Because that's what he does. He mm-hmm. stretches the floor for a guy like Shaq, so now the paint can't be nearly as crowded. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love this team if we were to bring this team into the future. Because I think this team would hold its own. Yeah. Because of the the, the three point shooting that they have, and that they've always had it. Jack has some pretty good teams. Right? Yeah, and he and he does find ways to crumble with them, as we'll get into. But not this oh year. My gosh. Not this year. This year, or this season, and this series, they get over the Bulls. They get over the hump. That is Chicago. I think Chicago blows a lead in this last game. Math me quick. Pretty sure yeah. that. They won't be wrong. No, no, it was pretty close the whole game. But I know, I know that uh, Horace Grant, even though he doesn't score a lot of points in this series, he gets carried off the floor, right, for being the the guy that you know got his revenge over MJ, right, or or the Bulls, because the Bulls the Bulls didn't value him or whatever. Shaq, 27, 13, four steals and a block, just dominant, right. Mm-hmm. And Penny also. Where, what did Penny get in this game? Penny, 21-7. 21 points on 13 shots, 7 assists, 2 steals and a block, 4 just, threes. Can I just say he, something? Three really guys bad. hit four threes. Three guys hit four threes. That's insane. So <laughs> For this, that's insane. I legitimately, because I don't generally like patrol basketball reference, I've only heard Penny Hardaway referred to as Penny. So the first time I went to go, like go look up his stats, I was You're like, like oh, "Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm guessing this is him because it's the Hardaway on the Shaq team." But I was so yeah. confused. Man, that guy was fucking awesome. Literally, Penny. That that's all. He's he's never referred to as his first name. No, yeah, he's strictly Penny Hardaway. It made yeah. me very confused for like all of two seconds. He's one of the biggest what-ifs in NBA history because he was as good as Kobe with Shaq and Wade with Shaq. He would he fit right in. He would be third on that list. I see you smirking over there. Okay. He would be third I'm on that list. I'm not smirking. I'm giving you a little. But, but he's in that conversation because he, he was that level. He was really good. He was special. He, he was good. He was good. He was special. And he was, he was not – he was uh, – just like Grant Hill in terms of ahead of their time in slashing and getting triple doubles and being an oversized point guard. Because he's 6'7". 
So yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely like he's one of those guys that if you put him in any era, he could, he he would, I think he would fit in perfectly. But yeah, and I, and I I wonder where his career would have been had he not gotten injured because him and Grant Hill from this era, the two guys yeah. that. You know, they, a, yeah, he, Penny was that good, man. He really was. He was. No, really he was good. good. I just don't. I mean, when you talk about Kobe, yeah, I know it's a tough fucking list to crack. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a top <laughs> seven guy. But uh, yeah, Horace Grant's going to get carried off the floor. Jordan's going to lock that away in the mental lockbox, and <laughs> they they the the biggest thing they learn from this series is they get out rebounded. Constantly, right? So what was the what was the rebounding advantage here? So forty one rebounds a game to the Bulls. Oh wait, go. I was about to say not eleven. <laughs> yeah. Twenty four. So the Bulls are forty. 40? So only oh, 40. It's not too much, But it's not as much as I thought it would have been. But still, they left this season as Scotty as your leading rebounder, right? With nine point seven. And Kukoc second, also not a rebounder. Like Known for that, really. Yeah, it was. Uh, more, I think it was just the pounding in the paint that kind of. They needed a guy who could guard a Shaq. They just needed somebody who was a banger, um, power forward or center that could guard a guy like Shaq and enjoy the defensive side of it. You oh know what I mean? wow! And I wonder who they got. It's like such a big question. Who could fill that role? It's really and, hard to figure and, out. And who they're gonna get is uh, widely criticized. At the time, why? I really do think even Jordan, maybe Jordan at 100%, if he would have played last season and this season, maybe Horace doesn't leave. Maybe he's more so like, you know, he, he maybe he he's like, oh, we could win another championship or something. He, he'd stay. But I think even if you had Jordan at 100% with the same team right. as constructed, I feel like the same, probably the same thing would have happened. Without Horace, you're saying, or with Horace? Yeah, without Horace. If Horace was there, I feel like it wouldn't be that the case. It'd be, I, I, harder, I like it'd be way harder to make the case. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, dude. I feel really strongly about the what. What are they going to do against true big men? Like they have, they historically had, at least from a statistical standpoint, they did not have a lot of success against. Most of the bigs that we saw, even in the three peat previously, like they didn't, they didn't play outside of Patrick Ewing, who would be maybe last on the list when we're talking about Akeem Robinson, Shaq. He might yeah. be last on that list. He might be the bottom of it. And yeah. Ewing gave them good his fair share of problems. You know what I mean? That that yeah. that was the biggest reason why the Knicks were their foe. And so. If they go against Akeem Olajuwon, who's the, the best center of the era, and just basically MJ from a center position, honestly, in terms of play style and what well, he's, I'm not. I, I think they'll make it. I think they'd ha- definitely make it to the finals, though. I don't. Think I could that- see that. I could see that unless Shaq. You got. I mean, Shaq really did come into his own. You know. Yeah, but I I feel like part of that is. I'm pretty sure Grant was a mentor to him. I, like, I could I, I could see that. And if Grant's not there, that would definitely be a different story. Um, Maybe. And I also think because of what happens the next season, um, they, they completely um, 
sweep the shit. Yeah, out we'll get into so it. I, we'll get into it. Yeah, we will. But I just that's the thing. That's the reason I feel like he could have definitely got by Shaq. Yeah, but he had Rodman. He is a different story, though, a different, different animal. Huh? But he had Rodman, and Rodman murks. Well, as we'll look at, it, Rodman murks Shaq in that series. Yeah, like, and that was the biggest difference. And and Dennis Rodman. It's just we'll we'll get into it, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry. There was this really really cute play that happened where Jordan like faked a pass to Pippen and then threw it over the defender as he was cutting, and it was so cute. And you guys one just these, talked the right through it. Ball fakes? Yeah, the one handed ball fake as Scotty was running past, and then he like threw it over the defender as they were like tailing him. It was really cute. Uh, he does so much cool shit with that. With that, I've never seen someone take advantage of their the grip of it <laughs> like like the the yeah. ball grip as much as he does like no one does that shit dr j is the only person i can compare it to because yeah. that, when you watch old dr j footage the same fucking thing like with the control of the ball and like yeah. he would when he would go and dunk on people he would put the ball over here and then switch it and come over here and try and dunk it yeah like you, you, you could you could at least give give um give the the fans some fun dr j and um, michael jordan facts if you want <laughs> Why are they so similar, Russell? Because they were. I, well, I found this out recently. I wish I had noted this when we were doing his rookie year. Yeah, that's what, and I they figured. Were coached by the same guy. Like Doc's ABA year and Jordan's rookie year, it's the same head coach or ABA era. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because Dr. J in the documentary they were talking about, this yeah. is the last thing and then we'll move on. Uh, Dr. J in the documentary they were talking about, he was basically like, yeah, I had a coach that was like, we got problems. It's up to you to fix them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what said Jordan? The same yeah. damn thing. Yeah. His job was on the line, but he was like, this guy's helping me solve problems and win games, so I'm putting them in, you know? And it yeah. was just him. That was the offense. Yeah. Crazy. But. And that makes so much more, like, so much sense because they literally play so similar, yeah. at least in the beginning of his career. Very true. And yeah. it, um, uh, the, the hands is like the easiest comparison to make between them but uh, this will be the la- the only time we don't talk to NBA Finals in the 90s so enjoy it it's a slightly sh- shorter episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're moving into what could be one of the greatest teams of all time hey guys if you like what you heard be sure to check out our YouTube channel Just type in Apex Greatness on YouTube to see everything we put out this year. From legacy breakdowns to current NBA and NFL content, we have over 150 videos to binge if you're that type of person or just to listen to in your spare time. We have about two to five hours of new content every week. Check us out. Later.